Hey everybody, welcome back to Hopelessly Tatiana. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen. This is the last episode of December 2021. The reality is I'm releasing this on January 2nd of 2022. So happy new year. (laughs) In this episode, I'm going to go over 2021's highlights, the things that happened to me, the things that I regret, the things that weren't that great, as well as things I'm proud of, my accomplishments. I'm going to talk about my plans for 2021 and my own, or 2022 in my own life, as well as my plans for this podcast. So if you're interested, stay tuned. I'm Tatiana, and you're listening to Hopelessly Tatiana. Welcome back. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, I am sorry that I have not been posting regularly. So let me tell you what has been going on. (laughs) This year has been wild. Real talk. This year has been crazy. Um, The year started off really just kind of, all right, let's just, I'm just going to dive into it and we'll just (laughs) figure it out from there. Um, This year has been amazing and terrible. It's been extreme highs with some legit lows. Um, It's been a wild year. And well, as you all know, I quit drinking uh, effective January 1st of 2021. So New Year's Day is going to be a year, Holmes. I'm so excited. Uh, And I will be celebrating by hanging out at my house, watching movies, minding my own business which is exactly where I should be. <laughs> no, no complaints. I can't cause any drama if I'm at home watching movies. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it. Um, and uh, that's how my year started. It was me quitting drinking because the stuff went down. It was a mess. And I was like, all right, it's time to clean, clean this up. So quit drinking. And then like, it, it felt like, I quit drinking and then doors just started flying open and like I was still dealing with self-worth issues and self-confidence because I had just dealt with this insane situationship (laughs) because there's really no other way to describe that (laughs) and uh, I had like that it ended and it ended in like a real emotional crazy kind of way so I was dealing with like a lot of emotional fallout from that and I was dealing with like my emotions you know and how to process them and how to process them sober which was like this whole other thing um and I obviously did that and like doors just started flying open left and right and like first it was you know democrats abroad like I joined I was really excited about joining I participated in a black history month event they saw me read a poem I'd written and they were like yo invited me to become a poet laureate and so I was a poet laureate, y'all, and highlighting the was. (laughs) I was a poet laureate, and that was the most exciting thing to like be to be someone who's a writer and to have someone be like, "Wow!" and recognize your skill and your talent was just. I am blessed that that would that that happened, and I had that opportunity, and I'm really grateful for it. Um, And then from there, I created that calendar that I was super excited about, but that calendar led to some drama definitely not going to go into because I don't need to relive that trauma um but it did create a lot of drama which just made me not want to do anything else for a a hot minute (laughs) but I kept up with the podcast obviously 
clear up until right around May because my birthday rolled through and honestly I was in such a good place like it felt like things were just going going right I was listening to all these great podcast thinkers and like spiritually uplifting things and people telling me like learning about how to process my emotions and how my brain works and you know how to deal with the negative self-talk and it was everything felt like it was going like legit well but the thing about depression is you don't get to decide when it's going to happen and everything can be going right when it happens and it basically was my birthday rolls around and every year on my birthday there's always something and this year was no different Um, and part of it is just that I get really hyped and then you know nothing can live up to the hype's expectations and the other part is just I I was talking to my grandma love her and uh, we have this conversation about some of the drama that went down and she said I was like what I said to her was all I ask is that on my birthday all I ask of my friends is that on my birthday that they you know don't be dicks and my grandma said if that's all you ask of your friends then you're setting the bar too low and like it was kind of an off-the-cuff statement and she probably doesn't even remember saying it but it really made me stop and think about where I've been setting my bar um and that made me kind of reevaluate decisions I've been making and how I felt about things and where the bar should be and how I do believe I should be treated and like where where my boundaries should be and how I should enforce them and that was when I started reading more about boundaries and also coping skills I've got a whole speech about why coping skills are important um and I was doing all this research and it felt really good to be learning more about myself but it also started to feel very lonely and then I started feeling like I mean I have friends my friends are here they talk to me they text me they check on me but it just wasn't there's something about depression that makes you feel like you're alone when you're surrounded by people who care about you and it also makes you push people away where you just you don't mean to push them away you don't mean to be like hey bye or just to disappear into the netherland you don't mean to do that but that's what happens but that's what happens like you push people away and you don't do it on purpose and i don't know it just it was this it started off as just me wanting a bit more time to myself and then it was just kind of me getting caught up in my thoughts and then it was me distracting myself a lot and like there was always a reason for everything like oh I don't I don't want to go out I've got a good reason I don't want to do this I've got a good reason and it just became this like me hiding um and I just it hit me all at like all of a sudden it was like I was like I have not seen people in a while what is going on and it was just I had just gotten so I don't know I just found myself in this hole you know and like I had this quote that I that I wrote on my on my Twitter and like so it says for me depression doesn't happen all at once it's a slow and gradual nipping away at my self-worth and when I finally realize what's happened what's happening it feels like a piece of pieces of me are missing and I can't picture anyone caring about me without them and that's legit what it feels like it's like the slow slow eating away at your humanity until you're just by the time you recognize you're full of holes you're just like no one's gonna buy this <laughs> it's like you're an old moth you're an old sweater that moths have eaten bits and chunks of 
Um, and that's just what it feels like. You feel like a old sweater that moths have eaten. <laughs> um, but yeah, and anyway, so like all that was happening and I was recognizing it and ready to try to pull myself out of that hole. And that was like in October. I was like, all right, I have found myself in an emotional hole and it's time to figure out a way to like claw myself back out. So I had scheduled some activities to do with some friends and I was like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, even though what I really want is to be by myself right now, I know that what I need is to be out with my friends. So I scheduled activities to go out and then y'all, y'all, I lost my wallet. I lost my wallet in China. I'm in China and I lost my wallet. We're talking all my important bank cards for here and America, passport, all of it just gone. Um, and I, I didn't even recognize I lost it until the next morning. Like I was getting up to go to work and I went to go grab my wallet because I was like, oh, well, I might go to the bank. Let me grab it. And it wasn't in my purse and my purse was open. And I was like, oh, no. And thus began the insane roller coaster of the next few months. Like first it was that and I was stressed about that, like so stressed but trying to not panic, but still really stressed. And then I was late to work or was running late. I wasn't actually late. I was running late. So I was like, all right, I have to leave for work right now or I'm going to get stuck in traffic and I'm going to be extra late. So just go now and we'll figure this out later. So I get to, like, I I head out. um, I catch a ride with, like, someone catches a ride with me in the car and we we call the car to go to work. And uh, we get to work and they dropped us off at the corner instead of taking us all the way in like they usually do and because I wasn't the only person in the car I was scooting across to get out and that's not something I usually do and the person was waiting like and he they like closed the door for me and it was it was very very kind except in the process of me scooting out the car my phone fell out of my pocket and so like there was heavy traffic on the street like the door closed. I went to do the pat check. Car drives off. And I recognize I don't have my phone at the exact moment that it disconnects itself from my headphones. And it was like all of me just broke. Like losing my wallet and my passport was like, it is a huge deal. But losing your phone in China in the middle of a pandemic is just asking for it like everything is tied to it we pay for we pay for bills with our phones we um, pay each other like transfer money for things I buy everything using my phone most importantly in order to get into places you have to scan a QR code that shows that you have not been in any high-risk area Without that code, you can't get in places, including on campus. So I went in through the gate, um, and they were able to let me in without it because I have my badge. Uh, but real talk, you can't get in anywhere. So I wouldn't have been able to call it. I couldn't get a ride home. I, I did not have, like we're talking, no money and now no access to my money. Because without my phone, I can't even pull off my, like I don't have my cards anymore, so I can't just go to the bank. I don't have my passport, so I can't prove that I am who I said that I am. I don't have my phone, so I don't even have a way for them to call to verify that I am who I say that I am. I've got nothing. And like that rea- that realization hit me like a 
bus. Like I got, it felt like I got hit by a train. Like it was just straight panic. Cause like there's, what do you do in that situation? And uh, luckily when I was at work, people were able to like call my phone and thank God the the driver, you know, answered and like agreed to return it to me. Um, and I, oh, oh, you have no idea how grateful I was for that. So I got my phone back by the end of the day, but it took like a whole day to get it back. And so I spent the whole day like trying to keep myself from just full blown panic mode. And I managed, I managed, okay, I got the phone back and I was like, all right, whew, because I had already contacted the car company to see if they could talk to the last driver that I would, because the last car I was in, to see if my passport was in that car. And they were like, we'll call you back on your phone that I then lost. So it was, whoo, man, it was real. <laughs> so I got my phone back and I'm like, all right, now we can start the search for your passport because your phone back. And I'm, oh man, that whole week I went to work, I came home and just like would go to bed early. <laughs> it's just like, I can't, I can't emotionally process. I can't deal with anybody. So I got my phone back and I text all my friends to tell them, one, that I lost my phone and got it back. And two, that I also lost my wallet. So there was a lot of panic and people offering to help and people offering solutions to problems I'd already solved because, yeah, um, <laughs> Uh, like I said in many, many, many episodes, I don't like unsolicited advice. I really don't. Anyway, um, so I was going through the whole process trying to figure out how to deal with like all of that because all of that was legit on the nuts. <laughs> like it was crazy. Um, and I, you know, I filed the police report. I did all the steps with the embassy, filed for a new passport, got all of it squared away. And I was like, all right, that's done. We've gotten that sorted. You know, once I get the new passport, we'll get new bank cards. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then, real talk, y'all, I got stuck in an elevator in my own apartment building. I went into the elevator. The doors closed. And then they wouldn't open. I was stuck in there for like five minutes. I'm not, I've not really ever been claustrophobic or afraid of elevators. But now, now when I walk into an elevator... And it doesn't move instantly. Like, there's a moment where I'm just like, is this about to happen to me again? So, yeah, like, that happened. Yep, that happened. That was not fun. Yep. (laughs) Basically, I just kept feeling like Murphy's Law, where it was just randomly stuff just kept happening. And it was one problem right after another problem right after another problem. And, I mean, I I feel like I kept a relatively reasonable cool about it because it was some serious stuff going on. And, but it was just, it was very taxing emotionally. And I just couldn't process that and deal with anyone else's. <laughs> um, I have everything for the most part sorted now. So I'm, that was also why I didn't want to talk about it before now. is because it was like, I needed to get that whole thing sorted. Because it was just a legitimate mess. And honestly, more bad stuff kept happening. Like my sister caught COVID. Uh, she is vaccinated. So before anyone starts She's vaccinated and um, she got sick and she's pregnant or she was pregnant. So I was super worried about that. And so there's just this, a lot just kept happening where, and then like I'm in, I'm in China. So when stuff goes wrong in the States, it's like an extra level of like me panicking. Um, she is fine. She's had the baby. The baby is beautiful and fine. Um, but there was definite like moments of sure chaos where I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know how to handle this. So this is, this is a lot <laughs> like, how does anyone process this much at one time? <laughs> um, and so I just felt like really withdrawn and 
just not I just couldn't like I couldn't deal others like I think I had like one or two people that I kept close and everybody else was just like I can't I can't handle more than this right now I just can't and um I'm feeling better now you know my sister's safe the baby's safe I have what I need from what I lost I don't have everything but I'm able to get it now um I or get get on with my life at least like I it's been a slow move up and I feel like gratitude has been kind of a real lesson of all this because it's like stuff can go wrong everything in the world could go wrong but being able to see how well you have it even when things are going bad is definitely a a talent that I don't have and that I need to work on because it's I I, I ain't got it (laughs) I ain't got it um so it's been kind of a crazy crazy year and while this whole thing was going on I just did not have the emotional bandwidth to record any episodes you guys I didn't have it so I would record the interview episodes because those are a lot less emotionally taxing for me but like I just my my book game has been off I have not been listening to that many books I've listened to a few but not that many like I've like I just have had I have not had the emotional energy to do anything but deal with what's been going on in my life which has been a lot (laughs) I have been slowly getting back out though like I've done a couple of I went out and did a couple of like I did a couple of uh, readings in December I did a poetry reading where I read something I'd written a while ago and something I'd written I wrote 30 minutes before I went on stage and I also did a uh, I wrote a small I wrote a story that's definitely not finished if it will be finished it's really dependent because I, I don't know but I wrote a small story and I read that at a different event so like I have been going out and doing the things that bring me joy but it's just been like a real me trying to force my way out which is good forcing my way out is good because it'll force me to remember that i need to get help more (laughs) um but in this new year i do have new plans i've got i do have ideas that i do hope to happen and i've got real faith that they will like i'm feeling my peace coming back slowly um yeah so it's been crazy and i will talk to you guys about what I have planned and honestly the highlights of my year when we get back. Okay, welcome back. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I actually recorded this um, part of the episode December 31st. However, I managed to delete that recording, so now I am re-recording it, and it is officially January. So, Happy New Year. So, for this part of the episode, I wanted to talk about my takeaways or things I've accomplished that I'm relatively proud of last year, and some things I can say was that I did make some really good new friends. Um, When I quit drinking, one of the hardest parts was my friendship circle felt like it kept shrinking and shrinking and it it wasn't it wasn't anyone's fault it's just you sober up and you realize that you don't have a lot in common with the people that you were hanging out with before everybody is still fabulous humans i just didn't click with them anymore and i started with that i started to feel a bit more lonely for obvious reasons um so 
I did start doing things I enjoyed more, like going out and doing poetry readings and doing fiction readings. And along the way, I met some really good friends. And honestly, there were some friends who I had spent less time with because I was going out partying that just kind of circled back because now I was sober and wanted to do sober things. (laughs) So um, I did make some new friends and repaired some other relationships that I just kind of let fizzle. And honestly, that's been great. Like, I'm super pleased with the people I've had in my life now and the ones who I've been able to call on for support. Uh, Obviously, it's not always easy. There just isn't a single relationship where things are just easy. (laughs) If you think a relationship is supposed to be easy, I am really sorry. That is just not how life works. There will always be problems. But it's nice to know that I have people in my life that... The longer we spend time together, the more we get to know each other, the deeper our bonds grow. And even if those relationships don't last forever, I'm pleased with them. I'm pleased that they've lasted as long as they have. And I feel like they have the potential to keep getting stronger. So I am very happy about the new friends I've made. And I've also done a lot of soul searching last year and I was able to realize some of my limitations. And while that sounds like, that doesn't sound good, it's actually great. Because knowing what you can and can't do really does help. (laughs) And there were just, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to accomplish a lot of goals last year. And they just weren't realistic in the time frames I was giving myself. So it's been nice to take some time and be like, listen, it's okay to be limited. It's okay to not be able to do this right now. Okay, let's take a step back and figure out when you can do this or maybe there's a better way to do this like i often get the uh when i'm doing a tarot card reading i often get the um hang hangman which basically means that you have a situation and you need to look at it from a different perspective and that's kind of what i've been doing with my life is trying to instead of trying to force change one way maybe taking a step back to figure out what's a better way to approach a problem and the hanged man card tells you that you need to look at your life from a different direction he's in that position voluntarily so it says he's choosing to look at the world from a different point of view and that is what that card means and that's kind of how I've been feeling it's like I've been trying to take this time to grow like as a person and improve myself um I've also learned that it's okay to be me, like learning to accept myself without the crutches. Like being alone with yourself is kind of like, for me at least, it can be very daunting because I have a lot of thoughts and some of them are nice and some of them are not nice. (laughs) And um, being able to see that I'm flawed and slowly accepting that my flaws are part of what makes me special while being fully aware that everyone is flawed um, and we just all might not be flawed in the same way and looking at those flaws and not instantly running from running for I don't see I make it sound like I was like an insane alcoholic and I wasn't Um, it's just running from them is so much easier than accepting them like when you feel like there's something wrong with you, it's just easier to pretend like there's not or to find anything, be it booze or 
binge watching shows or food because that was my personal favorite last year it's so much easier to distract yourself with all these other things to make you feel like oh okay I'll just do something else so last year so one of the benefits was I was really learning to accept myself without having to use crutches um, I did go out and do things that made me uncomfortable but were super fun and I just would absolutely do them again um, and learning that I'm okay the way I am and I did have some people say things like I was more fun before and you know I've had that happen to me in the past and in the past that really triggered me and like was added to my damage but like I said before the only times that people's words add to your damage are when you believe those words and I know that that's not true I know I wasn't more fun then and if I was more fun it wasn't the type of fun I wanted to maintain it's not the type of fun I want to be like people often ask me now like if I'm gonna ever start drinking again and honestly I don't know like this this I mean it wasn't like court ordered or something like I can absolutely have a drink tomorrow I just don't want to like nothing about that process feels worth it to me you know the the cost to me is just too high and I'm not gonna tell anybody else how to live their life it's just for me and mine the cost is too high um, and that could change uh I guess that it's been a full year. It has been one full year and a couple days of me not having a drink. And it's been fabs. There have been ups and downs, ups, but it's been fabulous. And I mean, my plan for this year is to slowly integrate wine into my food. Not like drinking wine, but like cooking with it. Um, but that's not, I'm not in any hurry to do that. That is ways off ways ways off <laughs> so um yeah but learning to accept myself without crutches and acknowledging my limitations it's been like a real takeaway from this year other things I did though were like uh, obviously I became a poet laureate and I stopped doing that for basically it's tied into DA like I was on the board and I did enjoy be I did enjoy being on the board it was nice to be elected um to represent the Democrats in China and of the board I was an at-large member which basically just meant like a catch-all position and I mean I was on the board for a couple of months I left because it just was not the right fit nothing against anyone it just wasn't the right fit however there was a lot of stuff going on in DA that I personally just it wasn't in my wheelhouse and that doesn't mean it's for better or worse whatever whatever it is it just wasn't for me so I left and when I left DA I decided that I also needed to stop being a poet laureate for DA because it just those two things went together and my decision to leave was just kind of like all of it I kind of just want to leave all of it so I did and it is sad to give up my like the mantle like the the title of being a poet laureate because it's an amazing experience which I've obviously said I'm super grateful for but it just wasn't keeping it wasn't for me but however I am super grateful that I got it like that's amazing that someone gave that to me um I also took boxing classes this year like if you'd believe that I did I started taking boxing classes I am decently what good at it like I'm not gonna pretend like I am superstar at boxing but it was fun to try out something new and I'd always wanted to give them a shot 
they were kind of one of those things where it's like you should give this I don't know in the back of my head I always wanted to try boxing so it was nice to give that a shot um and see what else I read I, I know I said that I, my my book game was weak because my book game was weak but I did a count and I read slash audiobook listened to 18 books last year so while that's not like record setting where it's like you've listened to all these books oh my god it's pretty amazing like I listened to 18 books and most of them weren't fiction they were all like educational in some way shape or form like I listened to um let's see I've got them all on my audible because audible is awesome so obviously we know the five I listened to for the women's history month but other than those I also listened to caffeine which talked about by Michael Pollan which talked about the impact that caffeine has on your body and it's because of that book that I decided to stop drinking coffee all the time I now do um one week one to two weeks on three weeks off as a way to get my body a chance a break uh cracked and not broken by kevin hines i'm not gonna lie i'm not a huge fan of the book uh i do um respect his his the book is about uh kevin's suicide attempt and his subsequent recovery and everything he's gone through because of it and obviously as a suicide survivor like that is something that I'm just very happy that he is I just the book just did not speak to me um the way I wanted it to and my plan had been to do a suicide based episode for National Suicide Prevention Week and after listening to the book it just didn't it didn't fit in with what I wanted to do and then I just kind of decided to scrap the idea as a as a whole Faith Harper and I Faith Harper G Faith G Harper PhD is one of my top reads <laughs> like I've read several of her books this year um unfuck unfuck your intimacy unfuck your adulting these are names of the books I'm not making this up uh coping skills I read uh, um what else did she have um I don't know there was more than those two unfuck your brain I read unfuck your brain um I feel like there may have been one more, but it's missing from my list because of reasons. Um, so I really enjoyed reading all of her books because they all gave me something different. Like the Unfuck Your Brain was an excellent book. I think it's one of the first ones she's written. It did a great job of breaking down how the brain works. And I, I <laughs> really do like knowing that type of stuff. So it was kind of cool to be like, okay, so this is, this is how the brain works. Like this is what all this means. And listening to those like it was it was really cool um I liked unfuck your adulting because it really addresses some of the like some of the misconceptions that we have as adults like some of the things we place on our shoulders that we don't need to and good ways to let them go which brings me into coping skills which I really liked because coping skills was about different ways to process trauma the reality is all of us are suffering from some form of trauma we all are how we've coped with that trauma has varied throughout our lives. Like some people experience a traumatic incident and they're able to recover quickly. Other people experience a traumatic incident and it unfortunately becomes something that defines them or it becomes a part of their personality. And what I liked about the coping skills is I have a, I have a personal opinion that we as Americans have a tendency to 
rely a bit too heavily on diagnosing people. We have this thing where we basically want to tell people like, this is what's wrong with you. And I am all for telling people what's wrong when we also give them solutions. Like I've had so many, I've heard so many stories, both as a former child abuse investigator and, and honestly in other lines of work where people have been given diagnoses and even with therapy, not given proper or a reasonable type of coping skills. And I honestly have also had therapy and I've had plenty of therapists. And sometimes they've been fabulous and sometimes they've been questionable. And that's, again, nothing against the practice itself. It's just finding the right therapy, right therapist is kind of an art. Um, and I kind of feel like we don't focus on just reasonable coping skills like grounding exercises or just ways to bring yourself back to the present when something goes wrong and not just for trauma but for like all types of things that we diagnose people with so I really liked coping skills because they are very much trauma related but they were tangible things you can do like this is what you can do when things go wrong and I feel like we've been we spent a lot of time going like my, my best example of this is if you ask your everyday person, you know, like, hey, what are the stages of the 12 rules of sobriety or whatever they're called? Um, everybody goes first, acknowledge you have a problem. And then they that's about it. I don't even know them all. Like, <laughs> that's about it. We all go acknowledge you have a problem. And then we pretend like that's where the list ends. And it doesn't. It obviously keeps going. So for me, I liked the Coping Seals book because it it addresses what you do after you acknowledge you have a problem. Because me being aware that I have anxiety or being aware that I have, I, that I suffer from PTSD or being aware of the other diagnoses that I've been giving, being aware of those doesn't mean I've been also given the ability to cope with them. And um, so I liked the coping skills book because it, it was very good. It's very helpful in terms of like figuring out what to do when something's wrong. Like I've said like eight times now. <laughs> I also read this book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And I really liked that book. It was a pretty in-depth book on the importance of sleep and its history, like uh, sleep throughout, like in a historical context, literally goes back to like like ice age like like when when people first showed up and it tries to like break down the importance of sleep throughout our genetic structure and our evolution and what it's done and like how like what it means and why we should always get it and how much sleep we should have and what happens when you don't sleep and some of the things I learned from why we sleep were kind of (laughs) scary like the idea that a form of torture could just be depriving people of the ability to sleep because it's that damaging to your brain was mind-blowing considering what we basically put college students through so um it was kind of crazy and the scientific studies he referenced you know where they would test a group of students the one i really liked was he talked about um a group of students that were tested or might have not been students but they did a test where they had people learn material and they deprived them of sleep. One group deprived them of sleep before they learned and how they had a harder time remembering it. They had another one where they had student, they had people, they tested them and they deprived them of sleep after 
and they had a lower retention rate. And so it was really interesting thinking of the importance of sleep in terms of memory, because I know, at least from personal experience, and this is also something he references, sometimes when we're learning a new skill and we feel very frustrated by it and we're trying to get it right and we're trying to get it right and we just can't, when we take a break and sleep the next day, it's like almost muscle memory. So I really liked um, that reality where it's like in... Like once you sleep on it, that can actually make you better at skills, which I was just like amazed by. So I really genuinely enjoyed that book. And it's definitely one of the books I would highly recommend that people check out because it was legitimately good. We've already talked about Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. And we talked about the um, more, or less definit- more or Less Definitive Guide to Self-Care by Anna Burgess. We talked about that in my self-care episode. And I liked both those books. They were very good examples of self-care. And it was definitely more than cookies and, you know, cupcakes and spa days, all of which can be forms of self-care. But I really liked how in-depth the books were. And I liked the self-compassion book for the most part. There were elements of it that I felt were kind of, didn't speak to me, but they that didn't make them bad. I just, I read them and was like, that that doesn't fit, that doesn't fit me. Um, but I did enjoy the books as, as a whole, they were both very useful. You know, practicing self-compassion is hard. Um, giving yourself the same love you give your friends or your family is hard. It's so much easier to be like, meh. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed that book though. I enjoyed both the books. I honestly enjoyed doing all the work I did on self-care. It was a really good time. Um, I read Black Against Empire by Joshua Bloom, which was also really good. It's a book about the Black Panthers, the party, um, and what they were really about, what they really did. It's a good historical book about, like, basically what they stood for. I read The Practicing Stoic by Ward Farnsworth, which is dope. I don't think I'm going to beco- like become a stoic, but it's actually really good because it it helped me I like reading philosophy books not because I want to deeply to like follow this philosophy over that philosophy I kind of believe that all philosophies when when put together have the potential to not all but I feel like when you put certain philosophies together they have the potential to improve your life and they all do something that I love which is grant perspective so those are some of the books I read I don't think those are all of them but those are definitely some of the books I read and Honestly, I loved the books. I loved everything. I loved everything about them. I loved that I got through this many books. That is more books than I have read. Like on my like for fun in ages. And honestly, I read most of them for the podcast, which makes this podcast very good for me. <laughs> um Oh man, I feel like more stuff happened and I just can't think of what else I'm grateful for, but I feel like this year was actually a really good year. And thank you guys for sitting through that very short, like, book book review. (laughs) Um, I can say that next year, i.e. this year, I do have a couple of things planned. Uh, I'm going to have another calendar for Women's History Month for sure. And I will also be doing a calendar for Black History Month. That's the new thing I'm working on. And honestly... Making them isn't super time consuming, but I know what it's going to be quite the ordeal when it comes time to actually record those pieces. So um, we'll probably follow the same format for the calendars as we did last year, where I will do my week. I'll do my WeChat groups. I'll talk about them in my in my Facebook 
my Facebook page and um, then I will record an episode to see to tell you guys what what all happened um, if you want to be a part of those conversations and you don't have WeChat that's okay hop on Facebook I have a Facebook group that would love it if other people spoke on than just me <laughs> uh, so I will be doing discussion threads for sure for um, Black History Month and for um, and for uh, wow Women's History Month so I'm really excited about both those projects that I have in the work I also will continue to have guests that I interview and you guys hear from I do plan to drop the episode count to basically two episodes a month um, obviously except for you know February and March where it will be one a week because I'm doing the calendar but overall I think we'll just do two episodes a month trying to do four was burning me out and making this less fun and then it's then I don't want to do it because I already have a full-time job so we'll definitely go back to two um, and I'm aiming for one interview guest a month but it kind of just depends on people's availability so yeah I if there's someone or some a like a type of person you guys want me to interview please like hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and tell me like Beijing is full of people and I kind of want to bring some of that to you guys to let you know what people what other expats are doing here um, I will also have Chinese people on to they who speak English because I don't speak any Chinese I know I know I know I need to learn um, but I will, I'll have Chinese people on, I'll have, you know, other expats on to discuss things that are happening in China, um, things that they're doing, things that are near and dear to them, projects going on. Um, and you know, if people from America want me to interview them, we'll just have to work out a schedule because I'm like 13 hours ahead of a lot of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, if there's someone or some like a topic or like a job or something you want to know more about, what it's like to do here let me know like if if you guys want to know what a day in the life of an ESL teacher is in China see am I an ESL teacher technically I teach sixth grade English but yeah basically I'm an ESL teacher so if you want to know what day in life the day a day in the life of an ESL teacher because I do speak English <laughs> just hit me up and I will absolutely do something like that that would probably have to be more of a blog though than an actual podcast episode but I'm down so if that's something you guys want let me know and I will absolutely do that for you uh other than that honestly it's been a fabulous it's been a fabulous 2021 there were definite ups definite downs times when stuff was just crazy because life but I look back at that time that was a few days ago with understanding because it is life is not just one note we don't get to always be happy and everything does not get to always be good one of my favorite quotes is by Annie Bradstreet and it goes without winter spring would not be so pleasant without the taste of adversity prosperity would not be so welcome and honestly I've loved that quote since like grade school I have a list of pages and pages of quotes I've collected throughout the years and that was legit 
top two. <laughs> and I mean that. It's, at the, it's like the second of the quotes I have. It's one of my absolute favorites. Um, and it basically, it just says that it is because of our struggles that we are capable of enjoying the good times. So I am grateful for the struggle, even when I don't like it, because it shows me what good times are, how good things can get. So even in the bad, remember that the bad is only preparing you to appreciate the good. A few more housekeeping things. <laughs> I now have a WeChat channel, which has some of the poems I've performed and maybe even I might even upload some fiction if I have recordings of that. So anything I've performed, I will put on my WeChat channel. I do have a YouTube channel that I honestly don't everything's on there like the videos of my performing things are on there. I just don't upload content to it very often uh, so if you want to check videos of me performing things it's on my it's also on my YouTube channel so for those who don't have WeChat you can find it there just search for hopelessly Tatiana literally everything is named that <laughs> so uh check them out like them subscribe to my channels be it WeChat or YouTube Subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, tell me what you think. If you like it, tell me. If you don't like it, tell me. You know, five-star reviews are welcome. (laughs) Um, So I hope you guys all have a wonderful year. May it be, may you be showered with good times, great friends, and the potential for growth. Happy New Year. If you like this content, have a question, or want to make your opinion known, leave a comment and review on iTunes. If you want to learn more about me and my writing, check out my website, www.hopelesslytatiana.com. Or if you just want to say hi and have a chat, Come find me on Instagram and Facebook by searching Hopelessly Tatiana. I'd love to hear from you. Your voice, your life, your story matters. And I'm willing to listen if you want to tell it. Consider this. If you want to learn, read. If you want to reflect, write. If you want to change, listen. So, thank you for listening.